This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. I had this hit record anyway, so we may as well just uh, crack straight into things. Like, there's a lot to talk about this week, I suppose. Ah, uh, yeah. And obviously, there's going to be a little bit of news, so we'll plough through that. And then, uh, yeah, it'll just be a, a case of going from department to department and deciding who we, uh, who we think will be good recruits, I guess, coming into the squad. I haven't got any ideas at all. Just like, I haven't had a chance to look at who's been released or who's available, so I, I just don't know. All right, well, this will be fun. Killian Mbappe, about. I'll have a word with him. See, I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, you, did, you, mean, like, you did promise something similar last year, to be honest, mate. <laughs> it's been a long saga now, this Mbappe saga. And, uh, I don't yeah, know, he stopped returning my calls. Yeah, I, I was wondering what was happening there. I did, I did hear some news coming from across the pond, like, to be honest, uh, across the water, the channel, the channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, we'll crack on, we'll crack on, we'll crack on. Here we go. Oh, Reed Maras, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 70. And I am thrilled to be joined by the two men I call my brain trust. It's, of course, Wills and Liam Denwood, if you couldn't have already guessed. How's it hey. going, boys? Hey. All right. Not bad. Hey, Probably guessed I've been busy. <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's it, that's it. But uh, welcome back to the podcast, lads. This uh, episode's going to be uh, a bit of a... It's a bit of a brainchild from Liam Denwood, to be honest, mate. It's a transfer special. We've uh, we've had a little bit of an opportunity. Well, me and Liam Denwood have had a bit of an opportunity to scour the, uh, the released and retained lists uh, of across the British Isles. And, uh, yeah, I've come up with a, with a fair few players. I'm pretty sure, Liam, you've came up with a fair few players. Wills, you're all right. Yeah, you've got, got a brain. You've got a brain, yeah. you've got knowledge, you know, you'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have yeah. a, I'm you'll... sure the News and Star had an article, so. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> well, talking about the News and Star having articles, there'll be a little bit of news to cover. Uh, but before we get to the news, it's of course time for the traditions of the Blue Army podcast, which means we start proceedings off with the Blue Army podcast, Joke of the Week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. Show. 
Rock of the Week. Right, gentlemen, here we go. What is an astronaut's favourite part of the computer? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> Rumbled. The space bar. Ah, it's bad this week. I just I, I, I ran out of time. I ran out of time. Uh, I ran out of time. I ran out of time. But yeah, anyway, that's the Blue Army Podcast joke of the week, and we'll crack on with the uh, the birthdays, which have a couple of memorable names for me. A bit of a cult hero figure, Kelvin Atuhu, to kick off the birthdays. Only turning thirty-four, gentlemen. Um, Memories of Kelvin Atuhu fond. He's only 34. I'm sure you've got players older than 34 in your uh, in your lists of today. Um, but Kelvin Atuhu, is he going to feature for you? <laughs> I was there when he got injured. You know, the really bad injury he got. I think it was a yeah. at Port Vale. I was at that game. It was a bad tackle, if I remember properly. But he's not on my list. But he was a good player when he used to play. It was back before that injury. He was a good player. Any memories? Well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, um, he he came in and he was an experienced head in midfield, uh, combative, he was physical, um, quite clever. Um, but his, his time with us just kind of got messed up by injury. I'm sure he'd have played a lot more for us. Yeah, I feel like he, he was one of those players that was very competitive, didn't really get like a massive uh, uh, full run of games in the squad, didn't seem to be any manager's favourite. Um, unfortunately, but um, still a favourite of mine, a favourite of one of my FIFA teams I remember back in the day. Ian Bishop turned 57. Ian Dunburn in turned 42. Alan Rose, Ross, sorry, Alan Ross would have turned 80 this week. Omari Patrick turned 26. And Christy Elliott turning 31. Now, obviously, Omari Patrick turning 26, gentlemen. That's prime age for a footballer, yeah. you might say. Um, exciting things going into next season, but probably one of the big things on your um, list is somebody to compete with, Dennis and Patrick, and uh, really add some quality to that strike partnership up front. But do you really feel like Omari Patrick is under any kind of threat from not starting the season? Uh, Wills, you kick it off, sorry, this time. Um, well, I mean, I think there's, yeah, I think there's probably going to be a role for him, whether that's um, as as a striker or as a winger. Um, it also depends kind of on what system that um, Simo wants to play. But his, because he's that good of a player and because he has a bit of versatility about him, it, you know, I, I can't see him not being in the, you know, not being in the starting lineup next season. Yeah, Liam, anything to add? Yeah, just as long as he doesn't get a massive injury, he's probably going to be yeah. the first name on the team sheet. It'll be interesting to see what they do with his uh, with his squad number because I think he was number ten or eleven when he left, and when he came back, they gave him the number thirteen with a few other like exits. I'd like to see him get like a big squad number again, but yeah, he's that's the only real issue I can think with him. It's but he's he's, he's a great player. He'll start the season. <laughs> 
Big issue squad number. <laughs> Especially at Brunton Park. <laughs> Lots of egos clashing there. Um, but it's yeah, I mean... to get their shirts printed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, man. Obviously, there'll be new kits coming out, new sponsors, obviously. So the kits are going to go through quite a bit of a, a change this year. So that's all to look forward to in the next coming weeks. Um, in terms of news, gentlemen, there's been sign-ins, there's been some contracts turned down, and there's been some contracts accepted. The first of which uh, we'll talk, we'll cover the sort of bad news, I guess, in a way, um, which is, oh, well, what perceived to be bad news anyway, which is Magnus Norman turning down a contract uh, from Carlisle United and leaving us with no experienced goalkeepers at the clubs. Um, I mean, Simo had some kind of plan for him, otherwise he wouldn't have uh, offered him a contract. We don't know the conversation. We don't know if it was one of those ones where Simo said, I'm giving you a contract, but the idea is someone else is coming in and you're going to compete. You're not necessarily my number one. Um, It's not a big, massive loss, I don't think, to lose an inexperienced goalkeeper, but it does leave me thinking after recent comments by Paul Simpson about not wanting to recruit an experienced goalkeeper and that's why I let other experienced goalkeepers go. Was it, where, where's he looking? Where's this goalkeeper going to come from? Uh, Liam, do, do you have any ideas where you think this 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 new number one's going to come from next season? Uh, well, for us, uh, it's probably going to be your sort of 23 to maybe like 29, that sort of age range. You know, whether it's like, um, you know, free agents from League One clubs or something like that. He wants to bring in, like, when Mark Gillespie was originally brought in years and years ago uh, as a young player, he wants to sort of have as the number one for years to come. That's what I think he's wanting to do because his whole vision has been built around around long-termism. So I think that's what he's going to try and do. He's going to get an established number one now that can play for us for seasons to come. Well, anything to add to that? Um, I was just looking to see where it actually said that he turned down his contract. I know there was a rumour, but I can't remember seeing anything saying that he oh, had. I, mean, to, I, I, I did see something. I mean, to I, be fair, I only I got mine off Instagram. <laughs> I saw something on... I saw something on the Facebook group that said with rumours that Norman and Dickinson had turned down their contracts. And obviously, since then, Dickinson has agreed the contract. So I don't know. I don't know if there's been anything official about Norman. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like but, it was on the same. It was on the same day. I did see the rumours as well, and that's the next bit yeah. of news. Wills, you've kind of you kind of touched on the next bit of news. There, Brennan yeah. Dickinson did sign a contract with the club. We've all shared our views on Brennan Dickinson. Maybe uh, uh, <laughs> would have been better off going to Pastors <laughs> New, but uh, he's going to be with the club. Uh, I mean, Wills. Now it's happening. A lot of people have kind of turned on the knife edge and they've kind of said, I'd rather have him playing for us than not playing for us. I mean, is, <laughs> is, is that the direction you're leaning in now? Well, I don't think my view on him was necessary, you know, beforehand was necessarily that, um, that you know, that we need rid of him, and, you know, um, when it was announced that he had a contract. I think, like a lot of people, because Simo is Simo, um, you just kind of like say, well, we'll get behind what Simo thinks is right. Um, Simo thought it was right to release Howard, raised a few eyebrows, but, you know, we kind of like accept that and move on. Um, same with Dickinson and the fact that Dickinson's saying, staying. But I think I've said before as well, the thing with Dickinson is he, he, he is a player that has certain quality 
you know, you see him on a good day and you're like, he's a good player. And we just don't see that often enough. But whether that's because of the system that we've been playing or the the coaching that he's had, or whether it's just the fact that um, we've been struggling a lot and some players kind of like, some players will, will lower themselves to the level of the rest of the team if the team's struggling. Um, whereas you're gonna, you know, you get other players that are more leading, like players that will try and that will lift the players around them to their level. So Dickinson's perhaps one of them kind of players who can maybe can maybe look a lot better if we have a good season. Yeah, I mean Liam, it's Liam, it's only a one-year deal. Does that make you feel any better? Yeah, it does. I, I haven't been very <laughs> I haven't given much praise to Dickinson in the past. <laughs> but I think it's less the amount of the amount of time he's on the contract. I just hope he's taken a bit of a pay cut because he was, you know, reported to be like our highest earner by quite a bit. And I don't think he really warranted a new contract with the uh you know performances of the last two seasons. But again, I trust I trust Sim- Simpson. If um Chris Beach had done this or Stephen Presley or um Keith Millen had made this decision. I'd be, I'd be very a lot more critical than what <laughs> I am being now. But because it's Simpson, and because you know Colchester fans absolutely love Dickinson, he's, he's clearly got something about him. So if if Simpson can get it out of him, then I, I'm more, I want him to prove me wrong. That's that's the underlying thing. I want Dickinson to come out and prove me wrong. It'd be a brilliant signing. Yeah. Uh, someone else that got a one-year contract over the last week is Taylor Charters. Um, he had a really good loan spell over there at Gateshead. It, he's accepted that contract, so he's going to be with us for another year. You're hoping that the Mary Bourne, uh, the Mary Port Bourne <laughs> Cumbrian, uh, is going to be a big part of things next season. Uh, Liam, yourself coming from the area, uh, what does it mean to the area to have Taylor Charters in the squad? Yeah, well, t- Taylor is, is you know he, he lives around near me, but you know he's, he's a He's a very good player, and I think, if I remember correctly, I think that makes him the only title winner in the team now, which is <laughs> which is quite funny being one of our youngest players. But you know, it's 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 mad to have that, and I think the one year contract thing is more of a matter of um, Paul Simpson saying, "I don't really know enough about him to turn him down or give him a new contract." So I'm not going to sign him up on like a new three four year contract. I want to give him a year to prove what he can do. And, you know, obviously still being young and obviously being Cumbrian-born, I think that's why he's given him the contract and I think he does deserve it. And it does give, it uplifts the town of Maryport to have a professional footballer, you know, from here. You know, Glenn Murray was from here, you know, it's it's not, it's just nice to have, you know, around the spot. Yeah, I mean, like, he's a great talent. I want to see more of him at League Two level and uh, next season's a bit do or die, wouldn't you say, Wills? Um, for Taylor Charters, yeah, I mean... I think I was hoping that last season might have been his breakthrough season. Um, it wasn't to be. I think it could be difficult for young players to break through when the team is struggling. And, and I've mentioned that before when we discussed, you know, the pros and cons of him being sent out to Gateshead. Um, but now he's got that bit of extra experience actually playing at a level not too far below us and actually winning something at that level. So you kind of think if he's going to, you know, if he's going to be an important player for us going forward, then kind of this season coming up has to be the season that 
that you know that he has his big breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's most of the big news, uh, really, apart from, obviously, Carlisle United making their first signing of the summer. We're talking about Carlisle Bourne, Owen Moxley, um, the young lad coming over from Annan, uh, formerly a part of the Carlisle United youth system, then moving on to to other parts, ended up in Annan, and now back uh, with the Cumbrians. Guys, it's a signing from, essentially, I mean... Do you guys class a League Two of Scotland a non-league level? Is 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 that kind of the equivalency to? I mean, what, what's that level of football? Go on, Liam. Non-league, it, yeah. I we've got we've had players that have come over from the Scottish Premier League and not done great here. Like you see, Gavin Riley made the the uh, trip the other way. He was he wasn't very good at Carlisle, but he got a shot at, got at Scottish Premiership level. I feel like the lower end of Scottish Premiership is league two league one level so to, to come from league two you know it's a it's it's a nice signing and it's a very like poetic signing you know carl lad comes from peter murphy's and an athletic you know it, it's that kind of thing where it's like it's poetic but i think he's got a lot to prove i'd, I'd consider scottish league two maybe around the same level as working reds something like that around that okay. national league north south level but yeah it's interesting to see what he can do, and he's obviously still youngish, twenty-four. You know, he's coming into what should be his, his good years, and if if Paul Simpson thinks he's good enough, then then so do I. Yeah, Wills. Um, I mean, do you feel that's a fair comparison to the old Workington Reds? And also, do you feel like this is a sign that maybe Paul Simpson, with the contract extension with Taylor Charters, is maybe trying to build a bit of a Cumbrian spine for next season with his team? Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible that he kind of sees these players as being more likely to, you know, to want to play for the club and want to stay at the club. Um, the, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it actually, you know, how it works out with players when you are the manager and they're kind of like based in somewhere like Manchester or Birmingham or London and kind of like all, you know, constantly travelling up, you know, whether as a manager you feel because of the sheer distance between some of these, you know, where players live and Carlisle, that you're not really kind of, you know, it's affecting them in some way. So, you know, maybe he kind of feels that that will help and hopefully it will. Um, I think I think Liam's comments are fair, probably. I think that's where I would place sort of Scottish League to against the English League system. Because I think even once you get down, I mean, certainly like Scottish League 1, is like at best conference level, so yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But we'll move swiftly away from that sort of like murky waters, and um, we'll move on to what the episode is really about, guys. Obviously, with the football season being over, we have to fill our time with what could be's, what should be's, and what might be's uh, until the football starts again. And this is one of those episodes. Um, we're going to be talking about potential transfer targets. Uh, that we'd maybe like to see at Carlisle United this season. Um, I mean, when I first started putting a list together, 
uh, this morning. There was 40 names on that list. So I've had to obviously dwindle that down quite a lot because, I mean, that's that's just too many uh, people to talk about. Um, but a couple of honourable mentions. And the main reason a lot of these names um, aren't going to feature on the main list for me Um couple of honourable mentions though is age guys age I'm talking about Sol Bamba being 37 years old and Wes Houlihan uh, being a 40 year old but either way I mean I mean it's it's nice to see isn't it but guys there's got to be a cutoff doesn't there really I mean like in your own head there's there's normally a cutoff um, when it comes to recruiting and um, one of those areas where maybe you can be a bit more lax on age is goalkeeping. So let's start with goalkeeping, gentlemen. Um, I've only got one name on my list, to be honest, because uh, I, like I said, I had to dwindle it down and um, I was trying to sort of guess where Paul Simpson is maybe trying to head in direction uh, with a goalkeeper at this moment in time. I'm thinking somebody that has experience but isn't uh, so old that they can't stay with the club for a couple of seasons. I've gone for a man called Alex Smithies, who's been released by Cardiff. He's got over 450 appearances in the Champions uh, for various teams like Peterborough um, as well. I mean, I'm pretty sure he comes from the old... Um, uh, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's got a lot of first-team football, gentlemen, and, and I, I feel like he was a part of that England setup that Paul Simpson had something to do with. He was in and around that under-21 squad, and I feel like there's a contact there. Um, is he, is he, uh, uh, Liam... Um, do you know the name and, and obviously is he on your list and tell me what's on your list goalkeepers no he is he's not on my list he would be a very 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 good signing but I think it's a little bit ambitious I think he's maybe yeah. going to go to like a top league one club or something like that it would take a lot it would take his relationship with Paul Simpson that you mentioned to actually get him here I didn't want to go for him I've got three names on my list for goalkeepers um Two that sort of first would be first choice. One that if Magnus Norman doesn't sign on, coming as a backup. I've got Will Jaskalainen, which you two will not be surprised at one bit. <laughs> I haven't mentioned it last week. But uh, 23 years old from Crew. He was a big part in when they got promoted from League Two into League One. And he was a big part in the uh, their first season in League One where they stayed up. Didn't play as much when they got relegated. Maybe there's a correlation there. But you know, he's, he's, he's still only 23 with a wealth of experience at League One and League Two level, just being released by Crew, which I thought was very surprising. But apparently some Crew fans don't think he's had a very good season. But whatever the reason is, he could be a very good signing for us. And and like I said, with Paul Simpson say he wants to, um, you, you know, want, not wanting a really old goalkeeper and maybe planning for like long-term, long-termism. Will Jaskalainen fits all the criteria there. Um, then I've got Mark Gillespie, only age 30. When I looked at him, I thought he would be a lot older than that, but he's only still 30. So, you know, you've still got, you know, your goalkeeper's prime is probably about 28 to 30, something like that. So he's just coming to the end of his prime and he's not really that age and goalkeeper like Mark Howard was. And obviously, he's not going to get into the Newcastle side. He's probably coming in fourth choice. And if Dean Henderson joins Newcastle, which there's talk of, he'll be pushed out to fifth choice goalkeeper. I think he should leave. And I think coming back to Carlisle will be a big, big move for him. <coughs> Third, I've got Joe, Joe Cracknell. 
very, very strange signing. Um, 27 is Joe Cracknell. Um, just been released by Harrogate Town. He was their second choice. He made eight eight league on 27. Maybe this season could be a season to go into the non-league and try and get first-team football, but in my opinion, I think he'd make a very, very good second-choice goalkeeper. All right, man. I mean, uh, Wills, I mean, has anyone come into your head and, and uh, have these names, uh, are any of these names tempting you? Any of these names coming off the paper? Obviously, Wills Jaskalainen, and uh, Liam mentioned the other week and we were both sort of intrigued by that one. Yeah. As Liam's mentioned him before and I've heard kind of like rumours about Gillespie. Um, yeah, I didn't kind of like realise that Gillespie was still only 30. I kind of like had him ahead that he was kind of like someone who'd been around for ages. Um, it seems that, I mean, kind of whether Gillespie being sort of... Because how long has he been at Newcastle? Has he Two years now. Yeah, so I was like, is that just two years of just not playing and whether that's affected him? Um Alex Smith is, is one out of nowhere, is it, you know, because he's one that I kind of like remember. I remember him playing at Huddersfield when they were kind of challenging for promotion from League One. Um, at 32, I don't know if like we kind of think that from what Simo, even though he's still younger than Howard, um, is kind of what, what Simo is saying is that he wouldn't sign a keeper in his 30s at all. Right, so um, maybe, yeah, I maybe, know. maybe. I just yeah. feel like that that roof's a little bit higher with goalkeepers, isn't it? Yeah. But you never know. I mean, like, um, I, 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 I mean, they're they're all, they're all pretty pie in the sky. My, yeah. my, my choices, to be honest. Uh, there's a few ones in there uh, that are mainly in there because of the link with Simpson as well with the with the, with that Euro under twenty uh, one squad, Euro under yeah. twenty squad kind of thing. So. There are a, uh, a couple of far-fetched ones on my behalf, but uh, Liam, I feel like you've been a bit closer uh, to, to the apple, as it were. And um, yeah, we'll move on to defenders. Uh, this is somebody that I've had uh, my eye on for quite a while, um, and he's one of the older names on my list. I'm talking about Lee Peltier. Uh, he's somebody that can cover all across the back line, and I feel like, Carl, I'll just need that versatile player next season that can have the experience and can also slot in anywhere across the back line, obviously, formerly of Yorville Town, he'll be being released by Middlesbrough at the end of last season. Um, he comes from good stock. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, I'm pretty sure he came through Liverpool's youth academy as well. So, Liam, um, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, other Liam, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, Lee Peltier obviously being thirty-five years of uh, years of age, being released by Middlesbrough, mm. uh, being able to play across all across that back line, having played at this level previously, not showing any signs of wanting to stop. Um, I feel like he's a good choice uh, to be the perfect utility man for the Cumbians next season. Um, other defender, this, this this one's a little bit controversial, I, I suppose you can say. Um, he's somebody that is Carlisle born, but has been a bit of a rat 
in the past. And some Carlisle fans don't forget. I'm talking about Paul Huntington. Um, it, it, there was a game when he was playing for Leeds that he he he, uh, he had a bit of a moment. And a lot of Carlisle fans don't forget that moment. But in terms of an experienced, strong centre-back, again, as somebody that's Carlisle born and that incident being a very long, long, long time ago, I feel like that's an interesting proposition uh, for him to drop down from the Championship to return to his hometown club. Uh, somebody else that could return to Carlisle to the centre-back position is, of course, James Chester. Um, that link with Greg Abbott coming back uh, as a part of the recruitment side, I feel like makes that deal a little bit more juicy, him being recently released from Stoke. And the last name I've got on my defenders list is Reese Bennett. Um, I feel like that's going to be a name that crosses over other people's release list. So I'm going to leave that one open for you guys to discuss. Will, I'll let you go yeah. second on this one, my friend. Are there any defenders that jump to your brain or anyone off the list that I've already given you that sound like a juicy uh, proposition? Um, somebody like Reese Bennett, uh, Carl Alfonso kind of immediately started talking about him when it was announced he was being released by Morecambe, was it, at? And yeah. um, I think because we talked about the the, the possible um, Steve, well, the possible uh, uh, I've completely forgotten the name of the guy who manages Stevenage. You, you know, like, oh, why? I have to Google it. <laughs> yeah. He's like a famous guy, but um, him. Yeah, him being connected with Reese Bennett and having signed him several times in the past, would he maybe go there? Stevenage seemed to have done a lot of their business quite early on. So I don't know if they're, you know, if they've already signed defenders now. Uh, be quite happy to have Reese Bennett back personally. Um, and then you do seem to kind of like go for the ambitious ones, Liam. Um, <laughs> the links, though, there's can't links. See there's James links. Chester, yeah, can't see yeah, James. Yeah, Greg Abbott connection. You never know. They're going to come and play in League Two just because the head of recruitment of Carlisle is somebody else from memories of. <laughs> <laughs> He'll pay him something. There'll be money involved. <laughs> get to, get on the M6. That's all. Come on. <laughs> Any anything else, lad? Uh, no, no, I couldn't think of anyone else. Not off the top of my head. Sorry, Liam. Is there anyone in your list that maybe I've missed? Uh, I had Reese Bennett. I don't know how much I believe in it, but uh, I had Ryan Fallowfield. Just been released by Harrogate Town. You know, something you'll notice with mine. You see, I'm in. I've gone for a lot of lead to and below clubs. You know, so there is. I, I can see a pattern already emerging there. But Harrogate Town have just released him. I don't know much about him, but he's one that I sort of recognise the name of. And doing my research, you know, he's played pretty much every minute of their season yeah. and had a big part in getting them promoted from the National League. Um, right back, he plays. So you know, Mellow leaving could be a big sort of. Signing 26 years old, he's coming into his best years, but he's just one that, that popped out to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, 
lads. We're already uh, getting into a couple of uh, debates here and there. Yeah. And I uh, feel like that's enough for part one. And we'll do uh, midfielders and attackers in part two. Part two, that didn't take too long. And uh, like I said, we'll cover the midfield and uh, the attacking positions. And Liam, I'll let you take the lead on your list when it comes to the midfield, mate. So crack on. What have you got? For the midfield options, I've got one from the National League, from Solihull Moors, which I think could be a bit of an option because of that connection with Greg Abbott. And it's Joe, Joe I don't know how to pronounce it, Joe Sabara, S-P-A-R-R-A. Yeah, and he's been a very good attacking midfielder for them. He's yeah. got a lot of goals. He's their second top goal scorer. Have you got for that as well? Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's one of two players I've got for Solihull Moors. One will come out forward section. But, you know, he's yeah. only 23. Is <laughs> is. <laughs> <he's, he's, laughs> <laughs> he's only he's only uh he's only twenty three. He's he's got a lot of um interest from League Two clubs. He, you know he's and, and with that links with obviously Greg Abbott, I think it's one that could definitely happen. He's not out of contract, so he, 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 we would probably have to pay a little bit of money for him. Yeah, but he's a player that I would like to see come here. You know we've paid money for um for other players in the past. You know my Marty Patrick, John Gibson. I, I imagine it'd be that kind of fee. Obviously, coming from a, a not professional club, and obviously this this is going to be one that would only happen if Solihull Moors get beaten in that playoff final. Yeah, because you know they're still in contention for Joseph Aaron and and the other best players that would yeah. otherwise. So this is so uh, yeah. So I'm I'm going to be rooting for um, Grimsby in the playoff <laughs> final, just in hope that we do get Joseph Aaron and and to get you know Tristan Abrams that sort of experience. But yeah, if if they don't come up. He would be a big one. Um, the other big name on the list I've got is Callum Cook from Bradford. You know, you know how much Carl I love a, a Bra- as I say a Bradford reject. Still twenty five, one of their big players over the last few years. Callum Cook. He's a very decent midfielder and he's very very good at this level with a lot of experience. Um, yeah, he's you know he's another one of those things that um fr- from this level, and obviously a club that we've got a history of you know Raiden. Callum Cook would be a big, big option for me. Yeah, there's a lot of people on that release list from Bradford. Like, there's a few of them we're tempting to put on my list. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Are they your midfield options, Liam? Is that who you got? Uh, them, and I put Jay Spearing in there just as a bit of a, <laughs> just, just to pad out the list a bit. But yeah, I think he's <laughs> he's getting on a bit now. But yeah, yeah, mainly yeah. Callum Cook and Joe Sabara. Jeez, I might have overcompensated on on my midfield list, but Will's before I do mine. What did you what did you think of uh, Liam's recruits? Um, yeah, I mean they're both players whose names I've heard in connection with this before. I think, uh, the, I mean the, the the suggestion that we signed Callum Cook actually came from a Bradford fan, so like tongue in cheek, knowing that we're going to sign all their players. Greg Abbott used to be Bradford's head of recruitment. So I don't know if he kind of like knows if these players know him from their dads. And as we know, once you met Greg Abbott once, you know, you want to always play for him. So Sorry, <laughs> 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 um, Joe Sparra, Sabara, whatever Sparra. Um, yeah, him from uh Sally Hall Mirrors. Yeah. Um I don't know about the background of the club, but I keep hearing people mention that they're one of these minted, so non-league clubs. So um, obviously, if they don't go up, you know, they're 
Canada might be players who still want to play in the league. But does that mean that you know we'd have to compete with them on wages? I don't know if they like um, you know wages and we can play. And you think as well, it means if if they do come up, um, you know, it would cost a lot to get players away from them, and they probably wouldn't be leaving. So yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but is it, is it, is a name I've heard? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, he's. Is they've I've heard good things about how Solihull Moors play, so could be uh you know could be a good signing for someone at this level. It's going to hinge. It's just going to hinge on um on, on whether or not that promotion happens for Solihull Moor or Grimsby, yeah. and who's going to be joining Carlisle next year yeah. in League Two. Um, gentlemen, are you ready for some ambition? Go <laughs> on then. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll kick his off. I'll kick his off with a little bit of ambition. I'm talking about a young man who was a part of Paul Simpson's Euro winning squad. I'm talking about Tom Ince, <laughs> who is 30 years of age, the son of Paul Ince. <laughs> I remember uh, there was a running joke about 10 years ago that we were going to sign Tom Ince. <laughs> well, there's no reason why the time is not nine. And the time could very well be nigh for Tom Ince. I mean, the shadows of the Michael Bridges uh, rejuvenation story could very well rejuvenate a career just like Tom Ince's career um, back into the championship if he was to spark something at the League Two level. And you would hope maybe that Paul Simpson connection is enough to bring Tom Ince to Cumbria. And uh, I mean, it'd be great, wouldn't it? This <laughs> Tom Ince. Stranger things have happened. Pascal Chimbonda, you know, uh, Vincent Pericard. Stranger things have happened. Ian Hart. Stranger things have happened. Um, so Tom Ince is on my list there. Um, somebody else who is an ex- um, somebody else who, who, who is um, more experienced than Tom Ince, recently released by Sunderland. I'm talking about Aidan McGeady. I'd like to see Aidan McGeady at Carlisle United. Um, obviously, recently being released by another Northern team. Um, I feel like he'd show great leadership in a changing room that needs uh, somebody that can probably come in there and be the leader and really take that changing room to the next level. I don't think Callum Guy necessarily uh, would be that bothered if he was demoted to vice captain next season. If the right personnel was coming in with the right kind of experience um, to replace him as captain and I feel like Aidan McGeady would be a hell of a shout to fill that position whether or not the wages we can afford them is a different story but I feel like Aidan McGeady is going to be 42 years old and playing for Marine one day that's just the kind of direction I see him heading in um Someone on the list that maybe is a bit more realistic is 20-year-old Scotty Pollock. Um, he's sort of famous because he was made famous on, on a YouTube channel called Hashtag United. Then he got signed by Northampton Town, uh, played a lot under Keith Curl. He won Northampton Town's Young Player of the Year in 2019. Um, I feel like he'd be a great shout. He can play in the centre of the midfield, behind the front two, up front or on either side of the wing. A very versatile young player player 20 years of age and um, he looks desperate to be a professional footballer so I don't feel like the the long journey up north would be too daunting to him a winger that I've got written down and one of the few appearances from a Scottish team is Jamie Murphy 
from Hibernian. Um, he's He's been known to score a lot of goals as a striker and can also play out wide on the right. So I feel like if we're going to get a really good front three, Dennis in the middle with uh, Murphy on the right and Amari on the left, that'll be a great front three going into next season. And Dennis and Murphy do have a little bit of uh, history um, playing together in Inverness, I think, uh, or Kilmarnock, one of those two teams. I think I saw their names being linked together. And uh, the last name on my list that I'm going to bore you with, gentlemen, because it's the, one of the more realistic names I've got left written down, recently re- released by Ipswich is Tom Carroll, um, a player that was brought through the uh, Tottenham Youth Academy and um, has recently been released by Ipswich after just a bit of a, a stuttering career, never really getting started. But again, one of those players that has a relationship with uh, Paul Simpson because he's been involved in England from the under-16 levels up until the under-21 levels. And uh, there's been conversations held there in the past. You would imagine any one of those names, guys, any one of those names at all. Real, realistic, <laughs> do you think, like, at all? Like, any, the closest thing to realism at all? Any, any there? Um. They're all very much football manager signings, aren't they? Ouch. Ouch. Aiden is interesting, though. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if Paul Simpson would sign a player at 36, um, but you know, you're talking you about Paul Simpson. Paul Simpson himself was a 36 year old left winger when he played for Carlisle. Yeah, but he's it's just made it sound like he wants a more youthful team and that's kind of his big thing. Um, but he, I mean, for me personally, is the kind of player that I could see being good in League Two this season. Kind of like, you know, you mentioned Jay Spearing and we kind of think, well, Jay Spearing's had his season in League Two and now he's maybe going to retire or drop even further if he wants to play. Aidan McGeady is maybe you know, maybe will kind of like drop further after one season in league in League Two or a couple. Um, I think uh, you mentioned Wes, Ho- Wes, Ho- Wes Houlihan when you were talking about the defenders, another player who at uh, advanced age has kind of come and played in League Two and had a really good season. They don't always have a really good second season. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would quite fancy someone like Aidan McGeady to come in. It'd be good. It'd be good, right? Yeah. It'd be good. Liam, does, does Scott Pollock maybe seem like from Northampton seem like a bit more of a your kind of signing, maybe? Yeah, if any of them were going to happen, it would be that one. But I think he's spent a lot of time out on loan, even from Northampton. Um, I think he was he was in non-league not so long ago. But yeah, he, he's, the, he's the type of player that you can imagine a club like Carlisle taking a, a bit of a gamble on. And did you say he'd been released? Has he been released by November? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth a chance. But you know, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Him, him. Out of all of them, he would be the one that is <laughs> the, the closest. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the non-football manager signing. The closest thing to a non-football manager <laughs> signing. There are other. There's two other names on this list, but to be honest, they, they, they're both similar connections and they're both a bit daft. But yeah, we'll move on to um, attackers and and why don't we trade blows for this one, gentlemen? Uh, there's so many names on my list for attackers. I feel like it's a bit more fun for us to sort of trade names for a little bit. Um, Wills. 
since you've had the least time to prepare, uh, I'd imagine that yeah. thinking of an attacker that's maybe been released might be uh, um, not necessarily an easy task, but something that you can des- definitely grasp from the top of your head. Uh, somebody that might tempt you to play for Carlisle next season. Um, who comes to your mind first, mate? I can't think of a single free agent attacker. I just really haven't had so I really sorry, I haven't had chance. Andy Carroll. I've uh, just been really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's go for getting and... released by Arsenal. So right, Lacazette. Yeah, that would be a... why do you think Lacazette would be a good signing for Carl Will? <laughs> Liam, mate, do you want to kick us off with a name? I've got quite a lot for attackers. Uh, the first one on the list is Jack Diamond, who's just one we've been linked with a lot. 22 years old, more realistic. Sunderland, he's still in contract with them, but he, you know, I feel like they're going to either send him out on loan again or release him. Or, you know, sell him for a small fee. That's the first one, yeah. Yeah, that's a good name, man. That's a good name. Um, I'll, I'll trade you for uh, Isaac Vassell. Uh, a player that's been released by Cardiff. Um, he skipped over league two and one uh, on his way from non-league. He got signed. Uh, I think he was playing for like Galsley or something like that in, in non-league and then got signed um, for the championship side. Uh, he played for Luton, uh, did really well for Luton and then played for Birmingham. Didn't do so well for Birmingham and now uh, finds himself being released by Cardiff. But like I said, he's kind of skipped over that league one and two level. And um, I feel like, he, he can, again, he can play all across the front line, left, right and in, in the centre. And um, he'd probably be a little bit, he's untested at this level, but you'd like to feel like he'd be too good for this level. But also one of those signings that might just fall through the cracks for, uh, for from League Two, you know what I mean? And just end up at one of these kind of sides yeah. if we can get the recruitment right. Um, yeah, man, who, who else have you got? A bit, bit, one that's a bit out there, Freddie Price. He was released by Morecambe. He played, I think, 11 times for them, scoring one goal when they got promoted. Hasn't played as many games in League One. But, you know, he's a young lad, obviously not far far away coming from, uh, you know, playing for Morecambe. And he's one of the ones that you, you just, you know, you, you'd take a chance on. He's obviously not going to be on massive wages coming from Morecambe, their youth academy. But he's, he's, he's you know, he's 20 years old. He could be, could be worth a shot. Could be worth a shot. Uh, I got I got a, a sort of like two lads that have been released from Preston that I feel like both of them would be really good uh, signings for Carlisle United. Izzy Brown. Uh, has got links with Paul Simpson. He was involved in the under-18s and 17s while Paul Simpson was involved at the England setup. So it would be somebody that he would have heard of before, somebody that he would have had a conversation with before. Just a player that, I mean, just, just he looked exciting at a certain time, but just really hasn't managed to get going at the championship and and maybe, you know, dropping down a, a level or two, he might he might finally find some traction. And the next one is uh, Tom Barkhusen, who is uh, 28 years old, a player coming into his prime. And uh, he averages a goal every 4.7 games. And I feel like it's important for us to find a player that can contribute goals consistently just for us to mount any yeah. kind of playoff Barcusen challenge. One of the uh, one of the top scorers in this division when he played for Morecambe before going yeah. to Preston. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously one of those players you just I mean it's a no-brainer. So he'd probably be caught by a lot of sides, but you'd hope that with uh with a couple of connections and a couple of cheeky handshakes it might be something that we could make possible. Um Will any of these names tempting you so far for these attackers? 
Um, yeah, Barkusen kind of jumped out at me because I remember him having a very good season. Um, Isaac Vassell sounds... I, I remember him being sort of like hot property or something. I think it was linked with a few clubs at this level before kind of going a bit higher. But, um, but he kind of like kind of like imagine him as one of those players that kind of isn't really able to compete at a lower level, if you know what I mean. You know, you get players that kind of drop down to a lower level and because they've not played at that level before the certain kind of players, they kind of like just immediately don't fit in. Yeah, 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 fair dues. Um, Liam, do you want to crack on with your list, mate? Have you got anyone else? Um, Andrew Dallas from Solihull Moors. He's very much in the same boat as Joe Sabara. He's the only one that's scored more goals than him. Uh, not he's only twenty two as well. You know, two very good young players from Solihull Moors. You know, and I don't I don't think he's played every game this season and haven't scored that many goals. I think it's nineteen he's got. It's a very good return for a striker of his age. You know, he's very prolific and he's still only young. So I think it could be a very good signing for Paul Simpson. And again, it all rests on. Um, whether Solihull Moors get promoted or not, because Solihull Moors, yes, they're owned by a rich sort of uh, owner, but they strike me as the kind of team that sell, reinvest, sell, reinvest. They're that one of them sort of clubs, like a Southampton, is a good example of one of them. But that, that's that's yeah. I think Andrew Dallas would be a very good signing from us. I think you had him on the, your list as well, didn't you? Well, actually, mate, I was looking at the uh, the big man uh, himself. The reason why Andrew Dallas has so many goals is because he does play so regularly with a man who is six foot nine called Kyle Huden, who is a bit of a non-league Peter Crouch-esque uh, player. He's the tallest player um, in uh, the... Well, technically, he is a professional because that's the contract he has at Sully Hall Moors, but um, he's, he's the tallest professional footballer in the English game right now. And uh, yeah, he, he, I feel like he's one of those options that not every team has. And um, if Simpson wants to be looking for set-piece plays, then it's going to be great to have that option coming off the bench. And uh, he looks quite good with his feet as well. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the other name from Sully Hall Moors that I had uh, actually on my list. Um, is, is he somebody that you guys have seen any video footage of? This huge six foot nine guy from Sully Hall Moors? Will, no? No, no. No, I've seen I, him. Well... I've heard of him, but I've, I've never yeah. really considered him as a. Get them both. Get that him at you know just replicate that partnership just exactly. Just go on a big raid on the others. We're just going to raid on the others, right? We have to tag them now, right? We have to we have to make sure Tristan Abraham's a sight for the next game. Um, I mean, <laughs> another name that I had on my list um, is being released by Bolton. I was talking about Nathan Delfonso, uh, somebody that's never quite lived up to potential. Mm. Uh, does have links once again, similar links with that Euro squad. And uh, perhaps because he's been down to this level and played at this level before, uh, it's not going to be a big shock to his system. And, and and he knows that Carlisle is a pretty decent outfit for this level. And uh, only 30 years of age, so uh, still still lots of football for him to to play. Um, I mean, it, it, any of these names uh, will actually tempt you, the Solihull Moor boys, or uh, uh, indeed Nathan Delfonso? Uh 
Not hugely, no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing making, nothing making your mouth water right now. I mean, uh, what about Connor Wickham from MK Dons? He just turned twenty nine. Another player that never quite got going, but seems to have bags of potential. Um, I mean, whenever he gets going at a, t- at a side in his first sort of couple of games, he always looks good, and then it just sort of just seems to peter out for him. Uh, Connor Wickham, I think, could be a decent uh, signing for Carlisle. Um, Liam, anyone else on your list? I had another one that was quite out there, and that's because he hasn't played at all this season. And it's Courtney Senior, who's just been released by Newport County. He played a lot of games for Colchester, uh, and then was bought by Newport County. Got a cruciate ligament injury right at the very start of the season, which took him out for the entire season. It reminds me a lot of Brennan Dickinson, the way he comes in right after injury. You know, Colchester fans obviously love him. But yeah, he's a very, very strange one. He's one that I saw on the list and I'd never heard of him before. So I looked him up and, you know, he's got a quite a good past in the game. Still only 24. But that injury could have put him off quite badly. Being out for a full season injured, you know, it doesn't set you up nicely. But he's got experience in League Two. Uh, originally from Brentford, you know, he's, he's come from a, a sort of a very good progressive youth academy. Uh, he had a loan first at Wickham when they were in League Two, didn't really hit the ground running, went to Colchester, had a slow first season, really established himself in his second season, had three seasons at Colchester, there four even, and then went to Newport, where he got that injury. So he could be one that, um, you, you, you know, you take a chance on. He's another one that's realistic because, you know, nobody's, you know, he isn't going to be hot property. But if you can get him playing how he was playing when he was at Colchester, I think there's a real player in there that I think is worth a chance. Sounds like a bit of a, bit of a curveball, man, but uh, uh, sounds all right. Somebody that's been linked with Carlisle quite heavily, uh, so I feel like I had to mention him, is Will Grigg, uh, turning 30 uh, this season. Uh, I don't know why I said that, like it's the birthdays, sorry. Uh, but Will Grigg is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 30 years of age. Um, somebody that has uh, absolutely banged at this level before and then not really been able to get it going anywhere else since. Um Jake Young from Forest Green Rovers is uh, 21 years of age, can play anywhere across the front three, is rapid speed, not unlike Ashley Hunter, who was recently released by Salford. Will any of these names actually tempting you now? Um, I mean, Will Grigg. Um, so I, I didn't realise he was still only kind of like when he just turned... 30, um, he's about to turn 31, yeah. Um, I don't know if he'd come down to this level, though. Uh, I'm su- um, it, it hasn't really worked out for him at Sunderland, but um, he has done well previously in um, uh, sort of League One level, uh, MK Dons and at Wigan. Um, he's done pretty... Does he still play international football? I don't know. He's got 13 caps. Maybe he's and maybe he's finished that now. Um I'm 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 not sure why he'd be so strongly linked with us. Yeah, it's a Sunderland connection, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Clickbait, <laughs> innit? It's just whatever tempts us. Put any put any kind of viral name next to Carlisle. We'll click on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, have you got anyone else left on your list? Sorry, just not to break your heart, but about a few hours ago, Young Young's just signed a three-year contract with Bradford. 
So he's ah. one that we've just missed out on. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but apart from that, Will Grigg, I, I just remember watching him on Sunderland till I die. He reminds me a lot of, um, he, he feels like a Zach Clough kind of signing where he, you know, he's gone for big money in the past and that's what's got people excited for. I think he was the most expensive signing in League One at one point. You know, I think he went for about two or three million. But, you know, he, he could come here and do really well. He could come here and be dreadful. But I don't think he'd drop to League Two. I think he'd want to stay at a top League One club or even go higher than that. But, yeah, yeah. if we can get him in, it's a very it's a statement signing. It's one of those ones where it's like, look at us, look who we can get if we want. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it on, on, um, on Grigg. Hmm. It'd be juicy. It'd be juicy. Will, have you got uh, any anyone now uh, uh, that, that you'd pick as uh, bringing in as a Carlisle striker? Um, of the ones mentioned over the last sort of like bit, probably Barkhausen. Yeah, that would be your go-to striker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of names thrown around today, gentlemen. Uh, do you have anyone that you'd, that you'd left to mention, Liam, that you'd like to mention that we've maybe skipped over? Uh. I had Ashley Nadison on there just because I have fond yeah. memories of him, but I, he didn't want to come back up here. He's been offered a new contract. I don't think he's accepted it. Uh, Davis Giller done, but I think he's going to Tranmere Rovers, just been released by Oldham. And and, and a bit of an unrealistic one, uh, Luke Molyneux from uh, Hartlepool, but I, as well, I think he might go to a higher level. I think it's a case for him. If it's you know He hasn't been released. He just wanted to not accept the contract to try and get a move somewhere higher. Yeah. But yeah, um, th- th- that's my list. There's, there's, you know, we've gone through a lot of good names there. You know, yeah. I think you've covered championship very well, and I've got the ones from sort of lower down. But yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. Well, that's a nice way to summarise it at the end there. So I appreciate that. Yeah, um, that, I mean, thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. Um, and it, it's one of those episodes, like I said, where we, you know, we've just got to sort of create our own content, and I feel like we've made yeah. a really good job of it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me. There'll be other specials for the listeners to enjoy across the summer schedule and uh, Liam Denwood now I have you here it's time for me to challenge you once again <laughs> it's that time of year my friend for the fantasy draft do you accept the challenge for round two of the fantasy draft I do accept it but which which football manager are we doing it on <laughs> well, all will be revealed on our next episode of the Blue Army podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. And all that's left to really do is say bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.